Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Tuesday, December 13th. This is episode number 177. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today, sitting in the chair for my brother, Jeff, is my friend, Bill Petrello. Hey, Bill, how are things going? Rod, they're going great. Thank you so much for this. I feel like Ed McMahon. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I'm glad you could do it. Uh, um, you know, it's just uh, like we're saying, it's it's just a little different having three people on the podcast. So uh, so um, not that you're replacing Jeff because um, nobody's going to do that. Jeff brings a, a great perspective to the podcast, but um, just uh, thought it'd be fun and, and just a, a great chance to, to to get the three of us together to talk tonight. So, um, again, people can follow you at PetroRock44 and um, we're not going to wait any longer. We're going to bring in our guest. Our guest is... Yvette LeBoy. Yvette, how are you? Hey, I am doing fabulous. I was just telling you guys earlier, it feels so nice to be able to talk in my pajamas. No pressure, all audio. I'm <laughs> loving it. So, yeah. Uh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's still some advantages. Um, we're one of the old fashioned podcasts where we don't we don't uh, do the video yet. Um, we might go to it at some point, but right now, um, we're just sticking with the audio. Just just kind of works for us, you know. Um, nobody's told me I have a face for TV or anything like that, so, <laughs> so I'm kind of good with just the audio for right now. So hey, there's nothing better than the audio podcast. I've been a fan of the podcast for a long time. I started off like most of the podcasts I do listen to are audio podcasts, like on my way my transit back and forth to work. Um, when I was in school, an hour back and forth all the time, especially fantasy football podcasts. So. Yeah, there's nothing better than that, listening to them on the road. So I'm excited to be on this kind of outlet. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you. And everybody can follow you at Yvette M. LeBoy. Yes. And you have a YouTube channel. Why don't, why don't you tell everybody about that and how they can check that out and subscribe and everything? Great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, um, I decided because I wanted to start, you know, a podcast. Uh, quotations or just something just you know to celebrate my Browns fandom so I created my own little YouTube <laughs> I don't know what it is what I say is it's my YouTube channel that I talk about having a podcast on but I don't really have a podcast so if you want to follow the podcast that's not really a podcast you can follow me on YouTube continue to follow me on Twitter because I mostly post it on there and I'm also started Instagram so um I've been on Instagram for like about six weeks now so um i'm also on there at bougie underscore sports underscore yvette or yvette underscore bougie sports <laughs> something like that maybe i don't know put in Excellent. bougie sports i'll pop up somewhere <laughs> awesome so i mean you're a big browns fan you're into fantasy football too right oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah a little bit too much into both actually okay i i understand <laughs> I've gone the fantasy rap. I'm I'm sitting it out this year. I had three teams last year, and I just kind of um, it just kind of wore me out. So I decided to take a year off this year. Kind of kind of like the Browns. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it could do that to you. Just, <laughs> yep. So uh, so well, anyways, the Browns kind of took a year off this year on us. So they kind of did. Fair. They kind of did. So kind of like in. no football at all. Yeah. Absolutely. So we, like my uh, podcast, they're just talk about having a team. It's not really a team because we don't have it not completely together. We just talk about that, you know, the almost team. 
and the almost podcast well yeah and the almost podcast the perfect combination of almostness that's excellent yes so guys let's talk about what we're drinking tonight we call this our blitz beverages and yvette you're the 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 main guest the guest the star of the show let's let let's let you go first and uh, let's let you talk about what you're drinking tonight I'm happy to talk about what I'm drinking because this is something completely different. It's called Coquito. Um, all right. So I'm Puerto Rican. And one of our traditions is that we make this um, beverage and it's called Coquito, which is basically spiked rum <laughs> with a fancy name. So, I mean, spiked eggnog, which is um, Bacardi with coconut milk, um, sweetened condensed milk. So a really, really, really fattening drink that tastes good. You know, like one of those drinks that you don't feel like you're drinking a lot. It doesn't feel like alcohol, but then like an hour later, you're like, what the hell? Yeah. What did they have? So is that a holiday drink? Yes. Primarily or not? Yes. It's between, like we, it's usually between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds good. I like eggnog. I have not had any yet this year. Oh, yeah. What about you guys? Bill, you're up. Wait, what are you drinking tonight? I, I recall a. Uh, seeing somewhere that it's something a little special tonight oh it's it's special in, in honor of your brother i'm drinking my water so i do have that okay so that's jeff appreciates that water. yeah and then the other thing i'm drinking is the joe thomas great lakes kolsch um uh, we got it down here in dayton and uh thanks to rod telling me that uh centerville wine and beverage had it i went there a couple or uh, two weeks ago and uh does not disappoint boy it's good that's excellent. Yeah, and I, I had I drank one of those on the show um, probably two, three weeks ago. And the funny thing is I bought a six of that, and I put one in the fridge, and I set the others on top of the fridge. And my others are still sitting on top of the fridge, so I got to get them in. They're they're out in the garage, so they're probably cold enough to drink. But um, yeah. I keep walking out. I'm like, man, I need, to, I need to do that. But every time I walk out, I just grab something else. So tonight I'm drinking – this is my last uh, – from last year, my last Arche <laughs> Christmas ale. Um, I, I got to clean up the Christmas drinks from last year. I've only got a few left now. I, I've got um, one. I've got one Great Lakes uh, Christmas ale left out there from last year. Um, this is my last Arche Christmas ale. And I think I've got one Mad Elf out there, and then a few others um, before I buy any other Christmas ales this year. So, um, <laughs> but um, I mean. I, I talk about our say all the time. I, I like their beers. Um, I'm never disappointed in them. This is a 6.5% and it's, um, I'm trying to think of what they said, honey, honey, uh, cinnamon and ginger. So it's a little bit different from some of the Christmas sales. There's, there's, it doesn't have the clove taste to it. Right. But, uh, and the gingers may be a little more pronounced than some Christmas sales, but it's, uh, it's still excellent. So I recommend it like I do pretty much every beer I drink. We got to help you get those uh, outdated uh, beverages uh, gone. You know where I live. You know? I know where you live. Joe <laughs> yeah. Thomas had a beer. So is it, is it like just a beer need? Yeah, do you have it there, Bill? You want to hold that, that up so she can see yeah, it? I know. Not, if, you're, not, if, you're, if you're seeing, that's. Nobody else can see it, but yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. Yvette can see it. I can see it. I had to get up. Oh, nice. It's awesome. Guess what? Like, can I just do a brag? Guess you started following me on Twitter. (laughs) 
They start following you. Oh, Thomas. Yes. Excellent. Wow. Wait a minute. I've seen it because you know how some, everybody has a check mark now. So I don't even care now when I see check marks because the check marks everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've seen yeah. the. Oh, I'm like, could it be the real Joe Thomas? And it was. It's when you look and see he has however many followers he has now. I mean, he's yeah. got hundreds, hundreds of thousands of followers. Um, it, I'm not. I'm not. Favorite. He's my favorite Cleveland Brown. So oh yeah. That's a huge win for me. And yeah. I'm a big dork. Like all that kind of stuff to me. I'll never say that's not cool. I don't care. I'm not. I don't ever want to get to the point where I could be like, uh, like Joe Thomas is following me. Like who cares? <laughs> I always want to be like, oh my god, oh my god, Joe Thomas is following me. Ah! It's really, 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 really. Then I kept looking. Oh my gosh. So now I have to be like, oh, I don't post anything so stupid. Cause Joe Thomas is gonna see it now. He might unfollow me. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I. <laughs> that might be not, my most my, my my biggest follower I have. Your biggest? I don't think it gets any bigger than Joe Thomas. I think it might be. Not in Cleveland, yeah. Well, I, um, well, Bernie, yeah. I mean, the, the, it's debatable, but yeah, Joe Thomas. Well, I got Bernie, Bernie too, but I think it's because I got the Youngstown thing. I have the Youngstown thing going. Well, on. that's true. That's true. Yeah. And I also yeah. did get a a you matter. <laughs> if you, nice. I got a random you matter one day. You know, I always say that. I like to brag about that too, because you know you've you've made it when Bernie Kozar gives you a you matter. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah definitely. I was ecstatic yeah. when uh, Ernest Biner followed me. That to me <laughs> was like I was like, oh my gosh, that's that that's the man right that's there. Huge. Ernest yeah. Biner, my my guy. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. When he started following me, I'm like. What can I do? What can, can I find it somewhere, <laughs> sir? And that's the magic of Twitter, guys. I mean, there's no way you'd have interaction with these people if it weren't for Twitter. At least on Twitter, you have a chance to either have them comment on something or like one of your posts or or maybe even follow you like this. And it's just that's I mean, that's that's something I'll always enjoy about Twitter. It's just that these guys are just so, so close, um, so close to you. And, you know, you never, just never know when something like that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, J- Joe Thomas followed me a couple years ago, and I remember I remember exactly where it was. Well, I was at I was at the Browns game against the Rams the night Clay Matthews was put in the Ring of Honor, and I'm watching the game, and I'm thinking, this is the, you know, this is great being here. Clay Matthews is up there and everything. And next thing, I look down on my phone, and Joe Thomas followed me, and I'm thinking, <laughs> oh can this night get any better? <laughs> Joe Thomas one up Clay Matthews. Like it's always either a flood or a drought. You know that? You yeah. can have two great things wow. happen on two different it was days. Incredible. I'm I'm like, are you kidding me? Rod, that's yeah. a great story, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I'll never forget that night. I mean, that was like, yeah. I, I it couldn't get any bigger for me on that night. Yeah. I mean, the Browns could have won the game, but you know, aside from that. I mean, we were asking for <laughs> miracles, you know, just to... <laughs> Small, just small miracles, you know. Right. So, um, so talking about the Browns, uh, Yvette, we always, uh, we always like to hear about our guests' journey as a Browns fan. So I'm just going to turn it over to you. Anything you'd like to share, just about either how you became a Browns fan, your life as a Browns fan, favorite moments, anything like that. Sure, absolutely. Um, I always like to remind people that I, I live in Youngstown, Ohio, which is in between, you know, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. So it's a huge, you know, 
we're, we're completely split, actually. I think we're more split now. Mostly used to be a lot of Steelers fans. And that didn't change in my own family, you know, where we were half Browns and half Steelers. And kind of had to pick a side. And I always feel like you don't pick the side, the side picks you. It's just like the sorting cap in, in Harry Potter. And I definitely came out Browns blood, you know. That was my sorting cap. That's where I am. I'm born Browns. I'm that girl. Um, I feel like. I always feel like there's different kind of personalities, but also keep in mind, I'm talking about the Ohio Pittsburgh Steeler fan because there's a difference, you know, than the Pittsburgh yeah. Steeler fan. So um, I always feel like the Ohio Steeler fan is usually, you know, the front runner, whatever. They're just a whole different type of personality. They're the Slytherin to our Gryffindor. But anyways, um, I, uh, my dad is a huge Browns fan, so I kind of followed in his and in his footsteps, uh, I loved watching the Browns with him growing up. And um, I was actually an honest uh, San Francisco 49ers fan as well because we have DeBartlow here in Youngstown. So, you know, just like yeah. – and I was a front-running kid. You know, I will admit that. So I definitely had my starter's jacket with San Francisco because they won then. And I was a kid. It's like, But when I got older, I, I ran for the Browns. And then when the Browns went to Baltimore, um, never really uh, – got into another team just kind of fell off the football and, and ran towards the Indians because that's when the Indians were at the prime you know where we had all the big people Jim Tommy and Kenny Lofton so I kind of just kind of got caught up in, in that and then when the Browns came back I started liking them again and then I don't know what happened and they became what I am today and <laughs> it's just like a complete huge Browns fans I, I I don't know why I feel like I have to defend them everywhere I go I'm notorious before I went on to Twitter which is I can't believe I didn't know about Twitter for so long. I'm, I've only been on there a little bit over a year, but most of my battles were on Facebook when I say battles like sports talk. Mm -hmm. And it's just not the same um, on Facebook because I wasn't even talking in groups, just mostly my friends and stuff like that. Um, so that's really my love for the Browns. I think that, um, you know, I just... I had that reputation for being a diehard fan. I always defend them. I'm that person that always gets in a fight with the Steelers fan somewhere that we go. And it's just kind of part of my identity. They're they're just crazy, like I, I guess like me. And the journey has been crazy, hasn't it? It has been. That's, yeah. Yes, it yeah. has. It, it gets just the... crazier and crazier every year, you know? It's it feels like twenty twenty, we were like, Oh my god, I was like, This is it. Um, that's it. I made it. I finally made it. I'm that person that was winning football team. You know, chest was puffed up in the air all the time, sporting that Browns gear. That's when I started getting all the pictures like, yes. And then, like, I don't know what's yeah. happening. I feel like we're just going the opposite direction. Yeah, you felt like we turned a corner. And, yeah. and, and also that, that Facebook, the Facebook crowd, even in the groups, is so much different from the Twitter crowd. And the Twitter crowd is not always better, but um, <laughs> the the Twitter crowd is, uh, to me, is definitely more educated <laughs> on the yes. on, on the sports on sports. Um, you get people on on Facebook that um, kind of throw comments out. You're like, what? Huh? Right. So um, you don't see that quite as much on Twitter. So. Um, that's kind of my quick take on on that part. And you can fight. <laughs> you can talk to someone on Twitter that lives in 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 Russia about the Browns. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't have that on Facebook unless they're in your little circle. It's really hard to like get that outreach so you know so far. So yeah. Yeah, I I love the fact that I've been able to talk to people all around the world. Um, mm -hmm. 
yeah and i mean i've had people on the show from from a lot of different places and it's just Australia. been fun just to just to have people on and and talk to them and it's like it's like it's like they're right next door to me you know um it, it's just really cool stuff so i was just fascinating because they actually choose to to like the browns like out of all the nfl teams I and mean, like when we have our fans from other countries like you chose the browns it makes you even more special because could have took the easy road and you know grabbed an easy team to, to root for but yeah and that's why i started doing the uh you know the uh the the asking guests about the browns fandom because um it, it occurred to me that you know why are these guys from australia and ireland and wherever following the browns um, and a lot of them have very unique stories as to to why they are. So so it, it's definitely a, a lot of fun to hear those stories. And a lot of those guys are just as rabid as as anybody in Cleveland does. So it makes yeah, it a lot of fun. We made a friend in England that is a huge Browns fan and sent him a shirt from GV artwork that he wore to the England game. Paul Brown. The England NFL game. Yeah. Nice. Paul Brown. The Paul Brown. The Paul. No, Brown. not him. Not him. No, not him. I don't. I've never met him. Um, he was just just a someone on Twitter. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of other yeah. uh, fans over in England. Yeah, definitely. Mhm. Well, thanks, Yvette. Let's um, let's uh, let's talk some Browns. I've got That's a little good. bit of Browns news here. If you guys say anything else off the top of your head, let me know. I I didn't take a ton of time to to scroll through and and see what had happened since the game. But I mean, the main news is. Uh, is uh, JOK going to IR? Yeah. Um, and man, our 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 uh, linebackers are just cursed. Um, that that makes uh, Anthony Walker, um, Phillips, Taki Taki, and JOK four linebackers the Browns have lost this season mm-hmm. to IR. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how you could be any more cursed than that. So, so he's gone. <laughs> Or I don't know what he is. It the center Nick Harris. I think we really miss him. I know he was. was oh yeah, lost Nick in the preseason game, and then yeah, uh, preseason and just ugh. Yeah. Jeez, makes you wonder what the uh, training staff's doing, huh? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's I, I've kind of questioned that for, and as have other people for. Uh, for a couple, you know, for a few seasons. I mean, yeah. people talk about turf and everything, but it's not always turf. Um, I just don't know. Um, don't know if it's the way the game's played now with the guys being bigger, faster and all this stuff, or if, if it's, if it's something having to do with the training and the way the guys are training. Um, I don't know, but, uh, um, I'm going to say, uh, Joe Schobert was released. Really? I missed he that. He was released by the Titans. So, huh. Um, there was, uh, at least on the article I read about his release, they seem to seem to say that a, uh, a, uh, you know, a reunion with the Browns was imminent. That didn't mean that the Browns had even contacted him yet. So what do you guys think about that? Um, I mean, the Browns need somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so a few I, games left. Yeah. Did you guys we welcome Sherbert back? Um, I think we need more seasoned people to like kind of get these younger players a little bit more disciplined. So I would I would gladly take him back because I think that's one of the issues that we're having right now is what's going on with the players. I just feel like they're just they're not playing like disciplined football. I don't I don't know. Like 
they should have won that game. Like, we beat ourselves. Don't you guys? I mean, we, like, the penalties and everything. It's like, what's going on? Someone needs to go in there. Like, I have no idea. Do I, do I have to come to the locker room and tell these guys about themselves or what? <laughs> but that it, thing it was a rough that. one. It was a rough it was, one. Sure Bill, was. And Bill, what do you think about Schobert uh, coming back? I mean, um, I always, this team. Four games ter- left. I know there's four games left. This team does a terrible job with their rookies. You know, for all the glory and everything else, I don't know if it's Andrew Berry and some of the picks that he's had, or if it's just the coaches just not have a lot of confidence in some of these guys. So I like having Tony Fields out there. My worry would be something like, would Schobert take some more snaps away from Tony? Because I think I think Tony's got a future here. Um, I'd like him to come back, as Yvette said. Just you want to you want a veteran presence to sit there and like, guys, what what the hell's going on here? But I mean, if you look at some of the mistakes that are happening, they're happening by veterans too. It's not just the young guys; they're happening yeah, by veterans, and that's frustrating to watch because you, you you'd think, and I don't know, you know, we're not there. We don't know what the relationship is with the coaching staff and the players. I, I think we can clearly see that there is a disconnect between them. I think I think that's clear. I think Schoberden might help. I think there's a lot of people that still um, like Joe and and uh, and you know he didn't want to leave here, but I mean can't argue with the you know the contract that he got. He got a good contract. Yeah, yeah, and so. I, I, we need bodies. I mean, you got to get to the four games. I mean, there's what they said. There's a 0.4% chance we can make the playoffs. I mean, we weren't going to make wow. the playoffs the minute that it was 11 games that Deshaun Watson got out. We weren't going to make the playoffs. And anyone who wants to, you know, delude themselves into thinking we were going to make the playoffs. Um, um, I thought we were going to make the playoffs. Okay. But I always think we're going to make the playoffs. I, I agree. No, you vet. I totally agree. I mean, we're always like that. You know, for me, I'm yeah. a I'm a Indians Guardians fan for life. You know, and I always like even when they sucked, I was like, hey, it could be our year. You never know. You know, all we need is some good luck. Yeah, that never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until, until the mid '90s. Cue yeah. the so cue like the Joe Jim Mora quote here. I like Joe coming back, but I I just I just don't see the leadership from the quote-unquote guys who are supposed to be leaders on this team, both offensively and defensively. Just don't see it. I think Tony Fields will still get plenty of playing time if they sign Joe Schobert. I mean, JOK's done. They they really – I don't even know who their uh, – I guess uh, Jordan uh, – how do you say his – Kuznick. I always say his name wrong. I say Kuznick, and that's not how you say it. Kuznick? Um, no, that's not it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I should, I, I, know. <laughs> I should know his name by now, but I started saying Kunasik in the preseason, and I haven't changed it yet. So, um, so um, I I know he's I know he's able to play, but um, you know, other than that, then um, you know they've they've only got uh, um, uh, Deion Jones and uh, um, Tony Fields, and I don't know if they have any. Who else do they have? They signed I, somebody they, to the practice squad like about two hours ago. Yeah, I, I saw that, and I I forgot to write his name down. Yeah, I, I can't that. I can't remember either. Um, um, I'll see if I can find it. I can't. It's from the Cowboys or something. I can't remember where they got him. Uh, yeah, where see. he came from, but uh, but yeah, it wasn't somebody I was uh, familiar with. Honestly. Oh, Reggie. I'm sorry, Reggie Ragland. So Reggie, oh, Reggie Ragland, Ragland yeah, I pre- yeah, I forgot. Last week, so he's going to be. I mean, 
Yeah, Reggie Ragland active. Yeah, I forgot about it. could be Ragland and Tony Fields as our starters, or Jordan and Tony. Wow. And you still have Deion Jones. Yeah, and Deion Jones, true. And Deion Jones. So, um, but, I mean, you still need depth, too, right? So, uh, especially the way we go through linebackers. I mean, you can't expect everybody who starts the game to finish the game anymore in Cleveland. So, unfortunately. But, uh We'll see. I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Schobert uh, finds a home here for the last for the last four games. Definitely. So, all right, guys, let's uh, let's get on with it. Let's talk about this uh, this this so-called game they played on Sunday um, against the Bengals. Um, (laughs) It was horrible. Let let me get a couple thoughts out and I'm going to pass it off to you guys. Um, The offensive line did not play well. the penalties between the penalties that that were called and I know the Browns were responsible probably for a majority of those penalties, but with the penalties that were called and the bad spots that were made, I think this was the worst officiating I've seen in years. Um, I don't know that it cost the Browns the game because I still don't know that they deserve the game, even if it's officiated straight up. Um, just because they didn't execute well, but the officiating was horrendous in this game. Um, with that, I'll, I'll pass it off. Yvette, um, let, let's let you go first and just uh, give us your thoughts, just um, thoughts on the game. Okay. Well, I, I'm not an expert on the mechanics of football, but I could just, like, so I could just say what I've seen, and what I've seen was trash. Like, I don't understand the call with Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> Do you know which call I'm talking about when they brought him in for the last play? The fourth and, the fourth fourth and, and one. one? Yes. Why? Yeah, like, like, we're, why I, yeah I had that so to talk about. So let's, uh, yeah, let's get, let's get your thoughts out. I, I'm just baffled. Like I said, I'm not one of the people that know play calls and stuff, but I can tell you that what was that? Why can't we just get points? I just don't understand why we had to get so cute and fancy with all this fancy play calling and and so so and would you I, have gone for the field goal there? Would yeah, you I would just, have. I would have, have gone for the field points. goal. Yes. But yes. Bill, what's your thought there? Would you what would you have done there? Well, I tell you, you this was I, I have been just this is one of the things that I I'm I have not been a Kevin Stefanski fan since a lot of what I saw last year and this year has just been, I, I don't, I don't think he's improving. I know Rod, you, Jeff, and I have talked before on the show about, you know, young coaches need to get a chance to also grow. And you're right. And, and that was probably something I was guilty of, of being very critical of him, but I, I just don't see the improvement. So you're going to tell me that analytics tells you that going on fourth and one is more important than taking points. Points is the most precious thing that we have in the NFL. And this year, and we talked about it before, this year, the margin of victory for teams has been the lowest it's ever been in the history of the NFL, which means if you're looking at analytics, then you take the points. You get the points now. So, and and the fact that he is not, for whatever reason, having confidence or just wanting to, to help his kicker develop into a kicker that you can rely on i don't understand these fourth and one fourth and two attempts at the beginning of games maybe at the beginning of the year but now when you've seen all the times that we've missed points on it and lost games because of it i don't get it so if you want if deshaun watson is your quarterback then he should be your quarterback all the time 
all the time. Have the same plays that you're running with Jacoby Brissett. Have them for him, too, so that if he's going to go for one yard, boom, then you're going to do the same play that Brissett does. I mean, I I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100 percent on that. That was shocking. Yeah, I mean, I I think we need to stick with Deshaun now. I know a lot of people are like, don't feel that way. A lot of people are like, oh, don't you think they could let they should let Jacoby Brissett play? Well, they don't take like they don't take Tom Brady out. They don't take everybody else starter quarterback out. Now this is supposed to be our guy. I guess we just got to let him get his preseason in. That's how I'm trying to see it. I know that's I think, that was a, I think that was a Kevin Stefanski panic move. I really do. I think that was a panic move. And and I and I wouldn't be surprised if the rest of the team was like, what the hell? What what are you doing here? Um, I you know, of all the things that's happened this year, Rod, I I I can't believe that I'm gonna say this. I think the best player this year has been Jacoby Brissett. And I and I the fact that we're even possibly remotely and potentially in the playoffs, which which is crazy, is because of Brissett's uh, leadership. Of all the people on the team, I thought Miles would be more of a leader this year. I- I'm kind of disappointed that way. I thought yeah. maybe Tonio would be more of a leader this year. He's not. You know who's been the leader? Has been Jacoby Brissett. I tip my hat to sure. him. I think he has had one of the – I've been surprised with him, and I am now a fan for life of him. Absolutely. I agree. And I, yeah. I'm not going to disagree with either I mean, of you I guys. I mean, I would give it to Nick Chubb for number one. Maybe Jacoby is number two. but <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with either of you guys w- with what you said, but I don't have a problem with bringing Jacoby in there. But if you bring Jacoby in, let him run the sneak, which is a, a – when you're at third and one or fourth and one, it's got an 85% or 90% chance of being effective. Was that that like the like the big trick? Like, was that it wasn't a quarterback sneak and that he threw the ball? Is like was that? Yeah, if if you're gonna get cute, Uh I want Deshaun Watson in there. Okay, if you're gonna do anything other than sneak it, because because you can have Jacoby Brissett out there and the other team can know you're gonna sneak it and he's still gonna make it almost every time, anyways. Okay, if you're gonna run any other play, I want Deshaun Watson out there. Okay, if and Deshaun Watson can still sneak it. He can hand it off. He can roll out. He can he can pass the ball. Um, I really didn't like Jacoby coming in cold and throwing a long pass. So I agree with you guys on that. I I didn't have a problem with Jacoby coming in for the play itself. I just think this is another example of of the team looking at Stefanski going, what what what's going what on? Here? I, I just it doesn't make I, any I, sense. I agree, but it, it's another one of those things. If it if it succeeds, he looks like a genius because everybody is looking for the sneak. But it but just that wasn't early. There. Did we have to do it that early? Well, I mean, it, it was. It, there was no score at that point, so you know, I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot to saying that they should have taken the three points there too. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah, I would have had no problem with him taking the three points there. Not not at all. Remember when, like, Kevin Stefanski used to always talk about complimentary football? Yeah. In, what happened? He's not complimentary to his players, man. He really is. Oh, no, at all. It's like the absolute opposite. Well, I, I think you also have to think about the fact that the offense hadn't scored any points. Um 
you know, in a long time, going back to the prior game. And he's he, he's still trying to get something going. And I'm not saying he made the right call. I'm saying maybe he's, you know, kind of overthinking this a little bit. And he's like, well, you know, maybe, you know, and he kind of, he probably kind of tricked himself. So he, sh- well, he probably should have just taken the three. Well, let's go with your idea for the offensive line, because I think, I think that's been, I think that's a big key. The, the, the play of the line. Um, I, I'm, I think Posick going down hurt that offensive line. I was really impressed with how Posick had played all year until he went down. And so I give excellent. a lot of credit to yeah. Froholt for doing what he can. But you've got, yeah. you know, he got beat a lot the other day. And then I, I, I really, I'm beginning to think that Jed Willis needs to move to the right tackle. He can't be on the left tackle anymore. I, I cannot believe how poorly he, he right looked against the Bengals. College? Didn't he play the right tackle in college? Or yes, he did. He did. Yeah. And we tried to switch him over to the left, and in it, and I, I have been very disappointed in Jed this year. I, I mean, how many times was he getting beat? Like he was, he was almost as fast in the backfield as as the defender because he's running backwards. I think the offensive line has been a problem, but the other thing I think that's been the problem with it is when the play breaks down quickly, and it's been breaking down quickly. I don't think the offensive line is comfortable or feels comfortable with Deshaun back there as much as they did with Jacoby. I do think having Deshaun back there, the offensive line has been struggling because, I mean, look, we had, what, two calls against the offensive line in which they were illegal men downfield because I think they thought, hey, he's scrambling. We're going to go ahead and block for him. Or he's scrambling. He's going to pitch it out or he's going to just still buy the screen and yeah. then we got to go. Yeah, and he's still buying time back there and looking for a receiver because he's able to, to... – run around and buy more time than, than Jacoby right. ever could. Um, so I think there's that disconnect with the offensive line and and Deshaun right now, and and that's something that it's going to take more than six games to fix. Can I ask you guys something? Because you guys will know sure. more about it. Like, you know, the I think like Jacoby and Brissett and um, Deshaun, they, they're two different style quarterbacks. Does that change a lot, like, on the way – the other members of the team have to play like the office, the offensive line, for example, like, does that, is that messing maybe with them too? I mean, cause we had, you know, Jacob reset for 11, 11 games and now we have this other quarterback. It just seems like, I know it happens all the time, but you know, they're really trying to push Deshaun Watson. It's not like they're just changing for one game. You know what I mean? I think it depends on the position. I think what Bill said is exactly right. It probably affects the the offensive line as much as anybody. I mean, the receivers are catching the ball from a different guy and maybe need to try to uh, keep fighting to get open longer because uh, Deshaun might, you know, be able to buy more time. Um, you know, it's, it's which it's I think not... we've seen that he does buy more time in the pocket. If we can talk about some positive he does. things, that we've seen, yeah. definitely talk. I did notice that at, in this last game. He does. The plays were breaking down so fast. And so when the plays break down so fast, then all of a sudden now Deshaun is trying to move in the pocket and your offensive linemen are trying to figure out, is he to my right? Is, to me, is he to my left? Is he behind me? Where Where is he right now? And it, because guys were getting beat on the line really everywhere. I mean. Yeah, they don't, they don't have a feel for it yet. Right. Yet. And, and. I mean, it's hard to say how long it'll take, or or if some of those guys will even get a feel for the way he moves, because he, yeah, you know, he move, he moves around back there pretty quick. 
so uh so yeah it's definitely tough um and speaking of tough it was tough watching uh watching nick chubb uh run which was another part of the offensive line um just not getting a push um nick chubb runs 14 times for 34 yards and probably i don't know that was a very frustrating um watching he, i mean he didn't get enough carries first of all but right. when you're not getting anything and you're banging into a brick wall all the time um you know he, i mean is he going to get as many carries with deshaun watson as a quarterback i think, I think once watson gonna, go ahead bill i think they're going to keep with the same setup with you know him playing the first two series and then um uh kareem hunt playing that third series I, I think what happened was, number one, and I'm going to give credit to the Bengals. I thought the Bengals did a great job with the um, with their with their run defense. And their run defense has been really, really good the past six weeks. I mean, the, the, the Bengals defense the past six weeks have been one of the best defenses in all the NFL. So I, we, we have to keep that in mind. But their, their run defense has been really good. My question would be, when you look at a lot of our running plays against the Bengals, it was the same kind of guard pull or tackle pull, um, same go to the left or same. you know, we were always going what looked like the same direction. It, at no time did we ever seem like, and, and, and Stefanski's offense is not big on getting guys in motion. You know, I, I, and to me, one of the best things that you can do is get guys in motion because it forces the linebackers to move. And, and, and you don't want the linebackers to just kind of, just hold their ears back and say, here we go. I know we're new. I know he's coming over the A gap. I know he's coming over the B gap. You know, it's just, if you can move guys around a little bit more, but we just don't. I mean, we have so many running plays where the wide receivers are right next to the tight ends. I don't get that because if you spread them out, you have yourself a little bit more room. Well, we and that might help. Threat wide receiver bad. Don't you think we definitely could use another wide receiver? I thought Amari Cooper is really I think. Good. Yeah, I think wide receiver will be addressed this offseason again. You know, I, I think they're – I don't think they're in as bad a shape as we think. I, I do – you know, I, I I mean, I love Amari Cooper. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is just – we can see him growing before our eyes. I mean, I think I think he's uh, – if you know, if people don't see him as a legitimate number two guy right now, you know, he, he definitely is going to be considered that by the beginning of next season. And, uh, you know, I think David Bell is, is going to grow into a possession guy that he's probably going to use a lot. But um, I, I think there's there's definitely room for him to add another wide receiver. Definitely. And I think Bell got hurt. I think he didn't practice today. Well, he had he had a what a hand issue going into the game, I right. think. So I'm not right. surprised. And uh, Schwartz, I think, uh, is is he done for the season? I think Anthony Schwartz. Yeah, um, I think he's done for the season. I think he's done for the season. Um, so we'll see what they think of Anthony Schwartz going into to next season. Um, you know, if uh, he's he's been a project. He's got the speed. He had a couple nice plays this year, but really didn't get a lot of chances. Um, he looked okay sometimes and not so good other times. Uh, you know, they like the speed, but I think a lot of people would like to see him move on from Schwartz and move to another guy. Um, but you know, but that means that means Andrew Barry's going to have to give up on a couple of his picks here, and and you know he hasn't done that yet. He hasn't cut one of his picks yet. It's going to happen because the I roster is getting filled with his picks. You can't keep them. I'm sorry, Eva. How many picks do we have? Do we know. 
Um, I have not looked. Seven, but they're like third round and passed. Let me double check though. Yeah, Bill can check I mean, that out. I like. I mean, I'll, check I'll check that. I got your back. I've actually, I've yeah, actually Bill's got my back on this um, as as part of his responsibility in that chair. <laughs> yeah. He my looks up all facts, fact checker, everything. So, <laughs> right. I mean, and you know, I mentioned Donovan Peoples Jones. He uh, he had um, well at least one of his best games. I mean, shoot, he's coming off the game where he returned a punt for a touchdown and and had, you know, um, I, I think he. I think he only had 40-some yards receiving the week before, but he had eight catches for 114 yards. Um, he yeah. was definitely Watson's favorite target. See, they that. overthrew him. Is that the one they, was that who they were targeting, Jacoby? Did he overthrow That's him? who Jacoby was targeting, but, yeah, the ball was nowhere close to him. So, um, yeah, definitely. Um, eight picks. The Browns have eight picks. Eight picks from the third round on. They have a, they have a they do have their second rounder. They have a second rounder, but then it'll be um let me double check here. They'll have a third rounder from um because of some of the because of some of the trades that they made. Um they'll have their own picks in the second and the fourth rounds in the fifth, sixth, and seventh. Then they have a third round pick, but it hasn't been announced yet if it's their own pick or their or a compensatory pick for hiring uh Adolfo Mensa. So remember, oh, that okay. was one of the things the NFL said that, you know, in, 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 a, in a way to encourage you more um, uh, to make those hires. So yeah, they don't know yet if it's thing. been a third round or if it's a compensatory or what it is. But then the Browns also own the fourth round pick of the Vikings and the Rams fifth round pick. So a second round is what we have. You know, it's really sad. The whole time you were reading those out, I was just thinking to myself, man. I don't want to be this girl again. That the best day of the year is the draft. <laughs> and I feel like, are we getting there again? Because, oh, remember the year that the draft was actually in Cleveland and we didn't care. One time, the day, the time it was in Cleveland, of course. Yeah. I mean, we cared, yeah. but we didn't have a pick. We thought we were all good and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody was down downtown was packed and it was a beautiful it was a beautiful night too or like those those two nights were like beautiful they had a little rain i think what is it saturday night but then other than that it was like a beautiful night thursday friday and saturday something like that yeah yeah so i want to get your thoughts on another another play or another situation guys because um I have my thoughts. I put it out on Twitter, but I don't know if you guys saw it or not. So, anyways, at the half, the Browns are are, are uh, moving the ball. They get down, and they get to their own 49-yard um, line, and there's a few seconds left. Okay? Um, Cade York is on the sideline jumping up and down. He, wa- he wants to try the field goal. Okay? Would have been a 68-yard field goal attempt. The record... Uh, in the NFL is 66 yards. Um, this would have set the record. Um, Cade York can kick the crap out of the ball when he hits it right. Okay, I, I think he can kick the ball this far. But if it gets blocked, there's a chance the other team takes it back. I understand all this stuff. They end up throwing a Hail Mary, and Cade York is, you know, they really didn't show him again, but I assume he wasn't happy. Um, there, there was only a couple seconds left, so it's going to be the last play of the half. 
what were your thoughts? Um, uh, Bill, what did you think? Were you happy with the with the Hail Mary? Um would you have just handed the ball or handed the ball off to Nick Chubb or did you want to see the field goal attempt? So oh boy. All right, here we go. I'm gonna say it anyhow. I know. I think this is another example where Stefanski was totally oblivious to his players. Um, I guess this today he had said in his interview that he had no idea that Cade wanted to kick. Had no idea. Supposedly everybody this, in the country does. Stefanski. Everybody else. And so this is one of those where I I, I look at Kevin and 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 sticking his nose in his in his little menu of plays, and I'll say that like it's like he's looking at a Denny's menu, and and I'm and I'm wondering why not. I mean, you didn't give the kid an opportunity to kick in the first quarter when it was fourth and one at the 29. And he probably would have gotten you at three points and who knows. You get the ball at the beginning of the second half. Why not give it a shot? You know, he he may not make it. Um, and, but And I think the frustration that he's feeling has got to be, I mean, it's strong. I mean, I saw that picture, too, that CBS put up there. And boy, I tell you, he was he was in prefer's face going, why? You can even see it. And like, yeah. why? Yeah. Why can I not, you know, I just felt so bad for him because it's he just wanted a, to do it. He so wanted bad. to. And I'm yeah. like, give the kid a chance, man. See what he can do. I mean, you've got to let your rookie, especially a rookie kicker, you got to give him an opportunity to either succeed or fail. And if you're not going to do that, then it's on you because as any coach knows, and I've coached high school and I know that there are times I had to let my freshmen or my sophomores, I had to I had to give the door open to them and say, I have confidence in you guys. Let's give it a shot. Let's go. Uh, just so that they can feel like, hey, coach has my back. You know, I feel yeah. right now that Cade thinks coach doesn't have my back. Right. So, Yvette, what were you thinking? Were you, were you happy with the way it went or, or would you gone the other way? I would have um, I would have gone the other way. I agree with what he said. I'm like, wait a minute in the first quarter you wanted to, to make that crazy play and try to get points, but you're not going to let Cade York get the points now. I'm going to go with what I said the first time, take the points, let him get a chance, like let him have a chance to kick the ball. Unbelievable. So yeah, I would have been yeah. so mad too. What did they have to lose? Nothing happened anyways. Now you want to play smart now? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, mean, Rob, I, want, I wanted to ahead. ask you something because this is, so this is fascinating. So like two weeks ago, I was researching some stuff for an article and I came across um, a, a Green Bay Packers site where they were very happy to get rid of uh, Bjorquez because he's a terrible holder. And that was they didn't they loved his punting, but they said he was a terrible holder. And that's why they got rid of him. I'm beginning to wonder if one of the reasons that York has been struggling this year is because of the holding. And if that's the case then it does make a little bit of sense that maybe Stefanski's like, okay, I'm, I don't want to run the risk of this. But, I mean, you, you, you've got to give it a shot. But I, it makes me wonder, what do you think? Have you seen anything about um, his ability for holding? I've heard him talk about that on some of the missed field goals. And I think even when people watch the holds, I think they're saying that uh, Bajorquez is doing a good job this year. So I don't think it's him. I think it's the way Cade is hit is hitting the ball. Um, he's either hitting it fat or he's or he's driving it too low to where it's getting blocked. So I think it's all about Cade kind of getting his stuff together. 
We we know he has the leg, and it's funny when I when I tweeted on you know when I tweeted about how I would have gone for that 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 I said sixty eight. That's in Cage range. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, it is the kid. Can Didn't I, the Cleveland Browns tweet themselves? That's why you um, draft the kicker, and then yeah, you're not going to support them. That's why this, you draft a kicker. Point you bet. This kid is going to hit a seventy yard field goal someday um, to set the record. Um, you know, Give him I. A chance. Oh, he's going to if he gets a shot, okay? And exactly. I tweeted that out, and some guy came back, and he said, he goes, 68, he goes, that's not that's not in Justin Tucker's range. And I said, so what's your point? I said, Kate has a stronger leg than Justin Tucker. I mean, Tucker's got the, you know, he's the best kicker in history. He has the accuracy and everything else. But Cade York has a stronger leg than him. It's just a fact. Um, I'm not saying he's a better kicker. <laughs> That would be silly, but uh, but Cade's going to set these records. He's just got to settle in and hit the ball consistently. And I mean, how many times does he kick it through the uprights on the kickoff? I mean, the kid's got he's got a great leg. He he's going to he's going to set records like this. Um, I just I think he I love the fact that he's asking to get put in there too. I do. I do too. I do too. A rookie, I'm on it. I, I agree. Absolutely. Um, yeah, guys, I, I don't know. The, this whole game, um, I just felt like there were, there were little mistakes like this, um, missed opportunities. I think the Browns should have gone for that field goal, um, and, and they should have either left Watson in to pick up that first down, snuck it with Jacoby or kicked the field goal, uh, you know, and maybe they get some points. Um, Watson was so close to hitting on some of those yeah. scoring yeah. plays. I know he's getting better. He's just not, he's not quite there yet. Um, you know, he's going to break out one of these games. Um, uh, just don't know when it's going to be, if it's going to be next week, you know, or, or this coming week, or if it's going to be two weeks or if it's going to be the beginning of next season, who knows, but this Bengals team, now I credit their defense. Their defense played very well, but their offense—they didn't have anything. They had Jamar no Chase and Joe Burrow. No T. Higgins. No Tyler Boyd, right? Like, yeah, those guys were out. Um, Hayden Hurst was out. Jamar double team. Jamar Chase. <laughs> Just let Jamar Chase run free. I don't understand. Yeah, we did. That's Denzel. That's Den- yeah. I don't know it's, if it's Denzel or if that's that's how Joe Woods wanted to play it, but I tell you that flea flicker. There were two plays that I thought were key. The flea flicker was just yes. brutal. I mean, how yeah. how on earth do you not just stay on your man? And the second play was the Tony Fields, um, um, the running into the kicker, foul running into the kicker, or uh, roughing the kicker. Roughing I mean, those two, yeah. that play changed the, the the complexion of the game. I mean, without it's a doubt, bad. we all agree it changed the complexion Honestly, of the game. God. Bill, that I, I agree. That was on the Browns for running into him. That whole drive by the Bengals. I didn't even understand that. The, the Bengals did nothing on that drive. The Browns gave him everything. That whole drive, and the Bengals go up seven nothing. I'm thinking, what's going on here? Half half the other penalties were like manufactured. It seemed like, um, you know, and the roughing the kicker was legit, and the Browns messed up, and they should have been off the field. But but once that happened. It was like the floodgates opened. 
There's a flag thrown on almost every play that wasn't successful for the Bengals. And it's, oh, first down, you know, this, that, or the other thing. And half of them seemed seemed uh, pretty awful to me. So it yeah, kind of seemed, it just seemed there, bad. There was one on that, and that, and that touchdown um, sequence that was so, I mean, it looked like both, it looked like, like Chase and Ward were both kind of like, kind of banging hands with each other. And yet to call yeah. Ward on that one, that I, and I agree with you on that one. I do think the officiating was really suspect in this game. And I, I and I was. choose that play as my first example of it because I looked at it. I'm like, my God, I've, we've seen some other calls this year that have gone totally, totally uncalled that you sit there and look at it happened right in front of the ref and you're not going to throw a flag. Okay, fine. Yeah. Just yeah. be consistent with it. And then hitting hands back and forth like this. Now, granted, I know I think one of the one of the things you saw was like I think Ward had his finger grabbed his jersey or something like that. But I'm like, it didn't change anything. They, no. And they do that. They do that sometimes. If it's not slowing the guy down, I don't think they necessarily call that every time. So, um, but yeah, there were plays like that. Um, there were, you know, their left tackle. If he if he wasn't actually holding Miles, he was he was jumping on almost every play and they were just letting it go. Um, you know, and then Jed jumps once and he gets called for it. So, um, but, uh, and, and then there were the bad spots. I don't know. They had a couple of bad spots where the Browns had first downs and they marked them short. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to think. Um, this this crew, people have talked about this officiating crew and how they should not be allowed to do Browns games. And it's almost like this head official, and I, I don't have his name in front of me right now, has a vendetta against the Browns. And you just can't have that in the NFL. And, you know, I don't want anything handed to the Browns. I just want stuff called straight up. Right. And, and I'm not saying it costs the Browns a game. I think they still lose this game if it's if it's called straight up. But it would have been closer, and it would have been a whole lot more fun to watch. Agree for sure. Right. So I don't know. I, I think I'm done with that game. You guys got anything else on that stupid <laughs> Bengals game? <laughs> well, I think we, I think we all really need to let that game just die. I don't want everyone to talk about it again. So I'm going to be Jeff cool. here. Okay, Rod, right, I'm going to be what Jeff do you guys here. Think about next week. Well, here's the good thing. Saturday, they changed the game to Saturday, and I already have my daughter's turning yeah. four, and that's her birthday party. And I already have it scheduled uh-huh. at the same time as a Browns game. So I guess it'll be a Browns slash uh, princess party. <laughs> nice. But nice. I guess I'm, in a way, I'm like mad. In a way, I feel like maybe it saved me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so well, the Browns. Go ahead, let's Bill. Do, let's do this, Rod. So uh, let's look defensively. Who would you say was. I'm going to be your brother now, okay? Let's be positive. Who did you say had a good game on, on Sunday on, de- on the defense? On the defense? Yep. Um, I mean, I thought the line played pretty well. Um, I thought our, I thought Winfrey and I thought our tackles Winfrey. actually looked good. They looked good yeah, against they did. the second week. They did. They played pretty well. They played pretty well. Um, Cl- um, Clowney yeah, flashed, definitely. Sorry, Eva. That's who I would say. Clowney. Yeah. Yeah, he had some plays. I mean, he had a sack that was taken away by a, by a penalty, but um, but yeah, I mean, he played pretty well. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the line was really the star of the game. Um, the D, the DBs um, really didn't 
didn't have their typical game. Um, I don't that, think. That's, I'm telling you, I know some people are. I was looking at following Twitter and looking at other places and reading online. They're saying that Grant Delpit should be given another year. I'm done with Delpit. I, I'm, I'm done with Greedy Williams. I'm done with Delpit. I I can't. I can't. Your safety has to make tackles. Your safety can't miss a tackle when it's, what was it, third and eight, and he had him stopped after five yards, and then and then I don't even think it was Mixon. I think it was Perrine. I think it was Perrine, and, you know, he goes for the additional four yards, and they get the first down and keep going. I want yeah. a safety like Don Rogers, who when you get hit and you're down, and that's it. Down. You tackle and you're down. Well. Adelpa's capable of that, but you can't have the missed tackles. I, I I agree with you. I I think safety's I think safety's an area that needs to be addressed. You know, just like just like that extra wide receiver, just like probably a couple spots on the line need to be looked at. And I'm but with you. Adelpa and Greedy Williams to have that that day, and they neither one of them have had it. Like I've been wanting to root for them. You know what I mean? You, I've I've, yeah. I've wanted them to be so good. You know, but it just hasn't been. Where I have seen well, any moments that really like, oh, I, th- I think Greedy's in his last. Is he not in his last season? Possibly. He might be. So Possibly. I think Greedy might be in his last season. Um, I'd be surprised if the Browns uh, extend Greedy at this point. So or or try to keep him. So, yeah. um, but we'll see. But um, yeah, I mean the Browns. The Browns are favored against the Ravens. Um, by two and a half points. Um, I guess the the Ravens uh, QB situation is kind of up in the air. You don't know if Lamar is going to play. Um, and um, Hundley is in concussion protocol. So they could be looking to, uh, I didn't even write his name down there. <laughs> I think he, I think he was their draft pick this year. So it could be any one of the three guys that could play this um, in this game. Um, but uh, Brown's favored by two and a half. The over under is 37. Um, Tickets were going on SeatGeek for what they say, twelve bucks. No, see, there we are. It's twenty. I I believe so. You bet. You may want to. No, we're talking about the draft. The tickets are cheap. What's next? All our jerseys are going to be ten (laughs) dollars. Yeah. If you see if you see some good jerseys somewhere for ten bucks, let me know. I'll get some. But. uh, Yeah, I looked on uh, I look I look on uh, on TikTok and yeah, I saw some tickets for like twelve, thirteen bucks. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that's that's in the, the top five hundreds, you know. Yeah. They're they're still going for two hundred down in the good seats, you know. And it's but, cold. It's cold. <laughs> it is cold. It is might cold. be snowy. I know. Yeah, it might be but snowy. Here's the thing, if we do win, I mean, is it anything to beat or test about if we're playing like your fifth string quarterback? <laughs> like, I don't so know. So what? Win. No, no, no. I, I, I don't, don't even care. know how to think about it. I mean, I want to win, of course. I don't want us to lose by their fifth string quarterback, which is just equally <laughs> as possible. When you said the Browns are favored to win, my heart dropped. I was like, that's it. We lost. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. Not even think that. I think they also favored them to beat the Steelers, too. Didn't that happen? I don't know. Did the Steelers beat yeah. them? The Steelers beat the, or um, the, the they beat the Steelers. I mean, right? Then the Ravens, Ravens beat the Steelers sixteen right. to fourteen, and the it wouldn't Steelers surprise me if this game is a similar type game. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Um, That's what yeah. I'm 
Yeah. So, um, dun, dun. who do we play after that? Buffalo? I don't have the schedule up. Oh, um, no. Bill, that's your department. Stop. You're killing me. <laughs> no, I know they, they, I know they, they played the Steelers the last game of the season. And I think the game, and I know they have the Saints left. I'm not sure who that other game is against. I thought it was the Bills. Hey, do you no, guys they have, already, like, they already played. Oh, that's right. Goals. They already played them. What am I thinking? So they've got. Right. Um, that's right. You're right. What am I thinking? People are yelling at us all over the place. It's the. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so who do you I think is going to the Super Bowl? I know it's early, but if you could have an early pick right oh, now. Oh, uh, the Commanders. That's right. The Commanders. Oh, we play the Commanders. Who? Yeah, but suddenly right that game doesn't look like an easy. That game yeah. does not look like an easy game now, like it did at the beginning of the season. Right. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, so it's um, so it's Bengals, Commanders, Saints, and then Steelers, right? Ravens, Ravens, or Ravens. I'm sorry, not Bengals, yep, Ravens. Right. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, let me ask you guys this before we talk, before we talk a little bit more about the um, Browns, Ravens, and get score predictions. What are you guys looking for the rest of the season? What's most important to you? Is it just getting wins to kind of feel, I don't know, a little bit of respectability so the Browns don't finish with a horrendous record? Um, is it getting Deshaun Watson into playing shape to where you feel like he's ready to really play well next season? Is it is it evaluating the staff more? Um, is it just making the fans happy? Um, mm-hmm. What do you think, Yvette? What's most important to you for the rest um, of the season? I think all of those things are important, but I think for me personally, I feel like since our future is going to be put in the hands of Deshaun Watson, I feel like um, that's where we put our monies at. That's where everything's going, and we have a lot on them. So the, I, want, I want to feel that they made a good decision by that. At the end of the next four games, I do think he is going to get it together. And I, I hope that, like, when it connects with him, it'll connect with the whole entire team. And um, we can go into the offseason with some feelings of happiness that, okay, well, we've seen some really great parts about Deshaun Watson, and um, we know it's going to happen. I think that's number one for me. Yeah. All the other ones are important, but I think. You want some of the other stuff, too. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not easy to just pick one thing, but mm-hmm. so where do you where do you stand, Bill? All right, well I'm gonna I'm gonna go first of all this route. I I, I want to see the defensive tackles play. I want to I want to keep seeing the play from Winfrey, Brian, Thomas, uh, and then Wright. I I think I think when we look at those guys, they're our future. I mean, we're gonna have to figure out. I think Tommy Togiai's done. In fact, if you notice, I don't even think he made a, I don't even think he made a play. I don't think he was even. On one of the plays, because you got Winfrey, who's taken all of the snaps now. I want to see the defensive tackles, because I don't don't think Clowney is going to be back. I think Clowney is going to be gone. They're not going to re-sign him. They're going to try and use that other that money. So they'll probably mean that that means it'll be right on one side, and then um, and then Garrett on the other side, right? So I want to see that. Um, I I I want to see, and I I don't know what the development of the wide receivers. I think we just got too many guys hurt. I would like to see why why have we not played Demetric Felton? What what has been what has been the reason for these? You know, I think we're going to see more of Jerome Ford. 
Um, I think we may end up seeing less of Kareem Hunt, which is a shame because I just I just kind of wish that we just leave Chubb and Hunt alone. I just wish that we'd say, you know what? What do you want? What will work to make you stay here? We have to keep within, you know, what we can pay you, you know, go to Hunt. But I, I think Hunt is, I think he's done. I, I, I think he's frustrated with this, with this team. And I, and I want to see improvement from Stefanski. And I, I just want to, I want to see him get emotional. I want to see him encourage his players. I want to see him not be behind that doggone uh, food menu. I, I, I want to see something like that because I think we're going to have a new defensive coordinator. I think we're going to have a new special teams coach. I think Kevin is with us, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I and and I I think you got to win for the fans. I mean, I think you got to show the fans that you got to give a little bit more than than you've been given this year. And and I, I'm going to say this, and I know if I get hate on this, I get hate on this. But if 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 Garrett wants to be the NFL Defensive Player of the Year, you you have to be smart and make right decisions during the season. But you also have to be a leader when the team is down and need you. I, I would say the past couple games he's been better, but I think he went through like and I and I get it. I think the the accident had a big a big part of that. But uh, that's that's another thing. Why are you you know why did you get into an accident during the middle of the season like that? I mean I know it can happen. At any time, don't get me wrong, I do. But if you, this team is just devoid of leaders. And I want to see somebody step up, and I want somebody to be a leader. Jacoby Brissett was a leader for me. I, I was just so impressed. And I hope we keep him. I don't think we will, but I hope we keep him. I want to see a leader on this team. I have yet to see that. That's a, that's a shame. I'm with you. And, you know, for me, it's I, – I feel like this team has a lot to do in these last – in these last uh, was it four games uh, because yeah. because yeah I feel like they kind of need to do all this stuff in some way you know in some ways they they have to evaluate not you know um, it's not only about getting Deshaun prepared for next season and into playing shape and and you know and and ready to come back next season raring to go and everything it's it's about evaluating the remainder of the roster so so it's about playing some guys that haven't played. Um, but it, it's also about probably trying to get some wins too, because, um, guys need jobs, um, you know, and, and I, I think you're probably right, Bill. I think, uh, I think the, uh, I think we're going to probably have a new DC and new, uh, special teams, uh, coordinator next season. I think, um, I think these guys are probably not done enough to save their jobs, uh, this season. And uh, I think it just goes to the Browns' overall record, and the fact that there's going there the team is going to have to show that they're doing something to improve things. I don't think just Watson not being there is enough to say, oh, this is why the team didn't do well this year. Because you can point right back to what Jacoby Brissett did and say, hey, we had good quarterback play. It wasn't the quarterback. Right. So you have to point to something else. So um, I don't know how they're going to do all those things, but I think that's I think that's um, what they're going to try to do, definitely. So, so guys, let's get some score predictions for this game on Saturday during the birthday party. <laughs> we hope your daughter has a very happy birthday and enjoys her party. But yeah. um, we hope it's a great game too, Yvette. Yeah. So, 
So how do you see this game playing out and um, what, what's your final score? And if you want to throw any other little predictions in with your score, that, that's certainly welcome. Um, me? Yeah, you get to go first. You're the guest. The guests have an excellent record of winning this, by the way. Oh, Except gosh. me. I think I, 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 think I screwed that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to try. I'm going to. I want to do something different because I feel like it's going to be a weird game, a weird ending game. Okay. But seventeen fifteen isn't that what we just had? <laughs> Wasn't that the score last? Seventeen fifteen. Can that happen? Seventeen fifteen. Hey, York. Oh, hey, York game winner. Yeah. I like it the way. You think. I like the way you. So think. that's um thirty. So she's taking the she's taking the under. And um, what is the over 40? Um, 37. 37. And the Browns are favored by two and a half. So she's actually um, she's actually picking the Browns, but not to cover. Gotcha. So she's picking the Browns in a close one. That actually sounds good. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I <laughs> like Browns, anyway the Browns one. I'm happy. They don't quite make it all the way. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> prediction. That's a good prediction. I like it. So what do you think, Bill? I'm going to go Browns 27-20. I just think right now that uh, I I do think Deshaun Watson has made some strides. I think there's some throws that he made on Sunday that were impressive. I mean, I'm talking perfect positioning. And I think maybe some more reps with the players this week, assuming that we're not going to have any more injuries or anything. Um, I'm, I, I think this team now, a lot depends on the weather and I don't know what the weather is scheduled. If we're going to get that snow yeah. on Saturday or, I mean, it's supposed to be on Saturday, right? That we get the snow. Yeah. Or I don't know. Jeff usually gives me the forecast. So <laughs> well, you no, know, I haven't, I have not looked job. at the forecast. Oh, darn it. I've just the weather channel up. <laughs> no, you, no, that's a good point is I really don't know what the weather is supposed to be. I, I, I'm going to go 27, 20 Browns. Um, I do think that we're going to we're going to see some scores um, through the air. I do think we'll see some we're going to see a couple chub runs. Um, but I, I am excited to see what um, this defensive line can do going forward. I think this the, the defensive line has to be the key to this team, because right now um, the defensive backs are not, you know, and and we, we need to we need to see can we can we. Can we trust? And and I know we may get a defensive coordinator now who's going to be like, ah, maybe we're not going to do the four three. Maybe we're going to do three four, which I doubt. But uh, yeah, uh, that'd I, be rough to switch. But I mean, um, I I I think this is a game the Browns they have to win. I think if they if they lose this game, I'm going to say this. I'll go if they lose this game, then I think I think there is going to be now a very good chance that Stefanski can be fired. I, I I would not have thought that at the beginning of the year, but after what I've seen this year, I've seen the disconnect with the players and the coaches. I've seen the yelling between the players and the coaches. Um, I'm not saying that they don't want to win. I, I, that's not the case. I think they all want to win, but I, I think there is a strong disconnect somewhere. And if they don't win this football game against the Ravens, I, I, I think Jimmy might seriously make a decision that would be um, – uh, that'd be a big time decision. Mm. 
Okay, well, I'm I'm kind of going closer to what you're saying, Bill, because I believe that Deshaun Watson is is close, and I think I think this third week he's going to make some stuff happen. Um, so I, I have the Browns uh, I have the Browns winning twenty four to fourteen. There are so many variables, though, here. It depends who plays quarterback for the Ravens, first of all, and it depends on the weather. Um, it, it looks like it's going to be, you know, um, right around 30, 30, 33 in Cleveland. I don't know about the snow. So, okay. um, you know, if it snows, um, then it's it's probably likely to be a even a lower scoring game, closer to what Yvette's looking at. Yeah. Um, if Lamar plays, then you know, then there's a chance it's a little higher scoring game. If he doesn't, then then that's probably a little lower scoring game. So, um, but I think Deshaun Watson plays uh, just just plays a little bit better, gets some things going, hits more of those throws that were just a little bit off against the Bengals. Um, you can just see he is really close on a yeah. lot of this stuff, and yeah. hopefully the the offensive line is able to. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if one week's going to make any difference, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if it will or not. Um, if it does, then that'll uh, definitely help out, too. So, Snow showers Saturday is what it looks like right now. Snow showers? Snow showers. Jim mm. Nick the ball. Yeah. And last week, by the way, um, Mick had the uh, – Browns winning 2013. Yeah. And I had the Browns winning 30 to 27. So we'll just, uh, Mick was closer than I was, but neither one of us were really in the ballpark. So um, if we had to call a winner, we'd call, we would give that one to Mick definitely. So, so, okay, guys. Well, we've been going uh, longer than usual. So, uh, so Yvette, we're going to go to you for some closing remarks and we'll let you put your, uh, Twitter handle out there, maybe a YouTube info one more time, and, and uh, just leave the listeners with anything uh, anything you'd like to say. Sure. Um, thank you so much for having me on the sh- on the show. It was a pleasure. I'm, I'm glad I I got the opportunity. Um, you can follow me at Yvette M. Leboy on Twitter. You can follow my not podcast, but I talk about having a podcast on YouTube. <laughs> I also talk a lot about having a podcast on Instagram. So I am starting, I think I am was made for the reels world anyways. I kind of was that kind of person on Twitter a little bit before it came around. So um, yeah, you can follow me on that. And um, all I have to say is, Go Browns, and we're all in this together. Misery loves company, and uh, you know we'll all be again doing this again next year. So <laughs> there you have it. Absolutely, excellent stuff. So everybody, make sure you follow her, subscribe to the to her uh, YouTube channel. Um, Bill, any closing words tonight? Uh, just a couple real quick. Rob, thanks again for this. I, I This is a great, I love listening to this podcast. This is so much fun. You know, uh, Yvette, great job. Keep doing that great stuff. I mean, I, I love watching your stuff on YouTube with uh, you interacting with fans and especially at the West Third Summit. Um, that that's, That is one of the best places to go have a a a, a tailgate at. They're, they're, the people there are so wonderful and special. But what I want to close with is, um, Mike Leach today died, and and if there's one person who has been 
has changed football um, as we know it right now, not just at the collegiate level, but at the high school level and at the pro level, it would be, and I'm going to give it to him, even though I can include um, the ex-Kentucky coach, Hal Mummy, but this is Mike Leach's day. May he rest in peace. The man was an innovator and the man was just one of the funniest interviews that you ever will watch. And for those of you who have never seen an interview from Mike Leach, just go, just search it and watch, especially as Halloween one, where he talked about the best candy. He is just, he was a, he was a treasure. He was great. And for every school that he was at, I feel sorry for you guys, for your alumni and stuff like that. Mike Leach, may you rest in peace. This has been the Browns Blitz, and we will catch you next time.